Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. This week, we're on episode 15, joined by my amazing co-host, Manny, a.k.a. Gootmaster Flex, and May 25th. What's good, y'all? What's good? So, how are you guys doing this week? Chilling, you know, Super Bowl Sunday. You say episode 15. We know another number 15 uh, playing today. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what a parallel. Okay, okay. All right. So we are recording this on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, by the time you guys hear this, you'll probably know uh, who won. That time Brady, you know, took a seventh ring. But... Oh, who you rooting for now? You out here shouting out 15 Mahomes. Now you're talking about Tom Brady. This is well. This is indicative of Manny's... Um, entire sports or football persona he can never pick a team he's actually a texans fan but you know like three years ago he used to be an eagles out, fan uh, and then a patriots three fan. years ago bro i haven't i wasn't an eagles fan <laughs> like I, it's been like almost 10 years since i've been an eagles fan first of all yeah but a decade but it's whatever you know i'll just sorry i stay I bleed blue through and through. <laughs> Tighten up. I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. Oh, man. That's good. Mm-hmm. I still haven't solidified a team yet. So once I finally do that in like 2042, I'll let the world know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still I still haven't gotten there. And, uh, yeah. Today's today's the day, man. No better day than but, Super Bowl Sunday. I will say this, guys. I'm World watches... I ain't been the biggest football fan in the world, but the stuff I be seeing about this Mahomes guy, I like this shit, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I like the shit I be seeing about this kid. This kid's nice. If there's ever, there's never been, I guess, a player besides maybe Cam Newton a little bit that was like, huh, that dude's got something that kind of maybe might pull me. But this Mahomes kid, I don't know, man. I like this dude. He's a, I like he's, this dude. He's a goat in the making, for sure. Uh, and I like the dynamic of the storyline for this game. Like, I always checked out the Super Bowl, but it's like, bro, Young Bull versus Goat Goat. So it's like New Goat versus... It's just That's cool, man. Any sport that you see something like that and you kind of have to watch. Like, this could be... This could be cricket right now. And if I saw that dynamic, like, in a headline, I'd be like... Nah, I feel you. It's it's a you good headline. It? Like, it's a good yeah, headline, like no matter what sport. It's like it's transcendent of the of sports, right? Because, right, right. Yeah, it's just it's just about the, the one of the best to ever do it with one of the new guys who seems to be in a very similar trajectory. Like it's really interesting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, <clears throat> that uh, that with that being said, you know, talking about Super Bowl Sunday, let's pivot over to what we're all playing this week. Uh, Manny, I'll let you start it off. It's been a it's been a mix. Uh, you know, a little bit of Destruction All Stars that I've been talking about. Played that uh, when it came out. It's a pretty dope game. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then play a little bit of 2K as well because ball is life. Okay. Pause. Ball is life. <laughs> Wait, what? I said ball is life talk when he was talking about Animal Crossing and all this shit. What are you? What? 
What? What do you mean? What? I just said ball is life. You, I, I ain't make it plural. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, y'all yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Chris, what are you playing, man? What are you playing? Oh gosh, um, uh, Destiny here and there, Titanfall here and there. Um, I kind of want to play a little bit of Warzone myself because I finally got my SPR leveled up to the point where it's uh. I got all my attachments for that, John. Nice, nice. And I'm like, yo, I don't usually be sniping like that. But I'm about to be sniping in some war zone. I'm pulling it out. I got the scopes. I got the quick draw attachments. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So, going to be a little bit of that. And um, honestly, that's, that's kind of been about it. I haven't even touched Cyberpunk or anything this week. So, that's, mm. that's, that's uh, Okay. <clears throat> well, for me, it's been a a rotation of the the greatest hits as normal. It's um, <clears throat> a little bit of Warzone, a little bit of little bit of 2K. I've been playing that with Manny as well as the rest of the crew. Um, fin- trying to finish up the medium and uh, Rocket League, and actually playing playing a decent amount of Madden. You know, in, in anticipation of the Super Bowl. Speaking of which, Manny chose to uh, you know negate this fact, but you know we have a. A nice franchise league that we play. You know, I, I beat Manny in the NFC Championship game on my way to the Super Bowl, where we uh, we beat. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Devin, a- <laughs> shout out to Devin for Balls Deep podcast. He got beat too, so I can win my Super Bowl. Damn. Repeat. Dynasty in the Man. making. Burn. Madden's broken. Burn. That's all I gotta say. Burn. Madden is mm. broken. The game is fake, bro. <laughs> there, like, there's one play where you're like, I had John Ross, like, like in the middle of the field. Like, if you if I would have threw it towards the middle of the field, that would have been like a probably a touchdown, if anything. But then Jordan Love decides to throw it towards the defender in the sideline, and I'm like, because he like, got pressured. He didn't get pressure. He did not get pressure that play. He did. Oh, uh, I wish you guys had the footage. I wanted to see. I wish. I, I wish <laughs> next, that, next time, so- next time we have this, because we're gonna see each other in the playoffs again. We're gonna, we're gonna record it for the people. Don't worry. All right. You know. But, by the way, by the way, people. By the way, he's bringing up one play, play, maybe two plays. I dropped fifty-four on this man. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I got love for you, Manny. I'm not trying to do you like that. But I dropped fifty four on you, man. <laughs> okay, sip and sip. Okay, I'll dro- I dropped thirty. I dropped fifty four. <laughs> I dropped thirty. I'm just. I dropped fifty four, sir. And I dropped thirty. Uh, I'm just making sure that people know it wasn't a complete blowout. Man, but there was no, where was the defense? You got a couple garbage time points, but it was. It was no, now it is. The game was broken. All right. It's all good. The game, you know, whatever. It's all good. It's all good. It's okay. There's next year. Don't worry about it. I love how this is like the gaming slash podcast slash sports podcast episode. (laughs) We're definitely going to be, well, I guess, yeah, we're we're still staying uh, sports adjacent in our topics. It it is. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just funny how this is turning out. We good. We good. But yeah. <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on to the next thing. It's okay, mm-hmm. Manny can Manny can sit in his uh his tears over there. Um, I'm we'll uh, we'll, we'll get going with Chris's We'll get going with Chris's icebreakers for the week. So show us what right. you got, bro. 
Oh, wait, no, I was supposed to. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, icebreaker for this week is what is one type of weapon in any of the video games you've ever played that you always seem to gravitate towards? Because I feel like I always get a lot of discussion. So, like, for example, right? Destiny is probably a good example. Denzel, you know this. There are people who shotgun a Destiny, and that is all they do. They don't do shit else. They don't pull their primary out ever in the whole entire match. It is just, let me pick up all these green bricks, and I'm sliding the whole game, and boom, 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 right? So, like, people like shotguns a lot. And then you got people who, in COD, who do their whole quick scope thing, and they get in these lobbies, and they piss everybody else off, but, like, they're really good at quick scoping. What's that that weapon type that you always are like, yo, that's here? That's it. <laughs> I got to touch that. This dude. Okay. I mean, me personally, I do like sniping in games. Like, the Gears of War sniper popping the heads. Like, the satisfaction of just hearing that, like, noise is so good. As well as I've been using the sniper a lot more in Warzone. So, I'm going to have to say the sniper is my, uh, my type of weapon. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I dabble in almost all the different weapon types, so it's tough for me to pin down one, but recently I would, I would have to echo what Manny said. I've definitely been more of a sniper. Like, you know, we were, we were just playing Warzone before we started recording this podcast and, um, you know, Manny, myself, um, and a couple other friends, you know, we, we were sniping. And you know, popping heads off. So I do really enjoy using a sniper recently. And then also in Destiny, I would say I, I love sniping as well. But I definitely do have an affinity for running around with a shotgun. Like that is a lot of fun. I don't really like using yeah. shotguns in Call of Duty, but Destiny, running around with a shotgun. Halo, running around with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Gears, I mean, Gears of War, the primary weapon is the shotgun. So it kind oh, of is. Man, that's a 725 clapping, though, Brad. That seven two five is a hitter. That's like that's like a multiplayer <laughs> weapon though. But like I still, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so cheesy. I can't bring myself to use it. Oh, it's such a hitter. It feels so good. <laughs> so this <laughs> dude, you feel it dirty, but like, bro, people come around that corner and just, <laughs> bro, bro, brother, bro, it's great. It's fucking great. So what's your answer, bro? Um, honestly, I. If bow and arrows are in a video game, I'm probably going to try them. It's just how it's always been for me. Um, Even in Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter has this huge-ass suite of weapons down to, like, dual dual blades and katanas and longswords and all kinds of shit. Mm. Um, And I still always gravitate towards the bow and arrow. The bow and arrow in that game especially is, like, very different than I think in a lot of other video games because... I think Monster Hunter doesn't get a lot of credit for this, but the way you have to learn how to use their weapons and master them and whatever, it's pretty intricate for the most part. Um, and I think they do a very, very good job with it. But it was funny, like, they literally give you all these crazy things to choose from, even, like, a bagpipe that you could use that does, like, spells and shit on the field. And I still find myself coming right back to the bow and arrow every single time. <laughs> I'm playing Breath of the Wild. I'm like, bro, bow and arrow? Yeah, bruh, I'm here for this. I'm playing yeah. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm like, oh, bow and arrow. 
don't mind if I do. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just what it is, fam. You see me with the Trinity Ghoul and Destiny? Man, I'm out here with them things, man. Yeah, what? You, yeah, yeah. You have bows of Destiny. Yeah, what? Come on, man. So, that's my thing. Okay, okay. All right, word, word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Appreciate that icebreaker for, for this week. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll dive into the topics for this week. Definitely a decent amount of things going on. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll start with uh, Sony's conference or, or their investor call, I should say. We got a little bit of news. You know, nothing, nothing too big, but we did get some numbers as far as um, how many PlayStation 5s they've sold. And it looks to be about 4.5 million PS5s. Um, it, to me, all that translates to is... I think that's as many PlayStation 5s as they've made. <laughs> right. <laughs> because pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like I think the week prior Microsoft um also had their own uh their own call where they did go into some numbers on the Xbox um side of things, but they didn't necessarily talk about direct sales numbers, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that both companies are pretty much just selling whatever the hell it is that they can make. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know just just waiting to see what what happens from there um i do know that microsoft did kind of confirm or allude to the fact that supply constraints are still going to be kind of tight up mm-hmm. until maybe fall if anything um sony we didn't really get doesn't seem like we were able to get them on the hook for a similar commitment or time frame or anything along those lines but they did say something similar, I want to say, a day ago. IGN put something out about them. Okay. So, yeah. It's something about, like, uh, I guess um, they're trying to beat the second year goal for um, the PS4 sales. Mm. And I think it was, like, at 7 point something million or something units that they would have to, like, get up to. And then they also alluded to the whole fact that AMD is, like, struggling to push out chips. Right, yep. All that, yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, that's that's the thing that Microsoft also had alluded to as well is that you know they're they're kind of dependent on AMD as far as supplying the chipset, and that is a small portion of why the the constraint is happening. Um, you know, obviously everybody's dealing with coronavirus, and I think that is a larger looming issue as to why you know both mm-hmm. companies are having a harder time getting um, inventory out the door. I mean, it also seems to be affecting you know every area of the. Uh, the gaming industry as far as NVIDIA pushing out their uh, 30 series mm-hmm. chips and AMD mm-hmm. pushing out their new GPUs. So, yeah, it's something that, you know, we'll feel the, the squeeze on for a little bit of time. But, you know, eventually, eventually everybody will have their PlayStation 5s, everybody will have their Xboxes. <clears throat> you know, we'll get Chris on his I, Xbox. I already got mine, you know what I'm saying? All right, Goop. All right. All right. We still got to get Chris's Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys. Uh, for yes, five sir. cents a day. Five cents a day. You can mail that to an undisclosed address in Connecticut somewhere and uh, help your boy. <laughs> man. <laughs> Well, yeah. What, what are we thinking about? Uh, what are we thinking about the the sales numbers so far? So four point five million. What what, is, what do we what do we think about that? That seems pretty much on par with where PlayStation was. Um, 
when the PlayStation 4 had launched, right? So Yeah. So, I mean, it's to be expected. I mean, I'm sure they probably wanted to push out more. But like you said, with the pandemic going on, it's really hard to get that manufacturing going on with, you know, not just Sony himself, but like you said, AMD. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's still good to see that they got what, you know, the numbers that they had for um, when it did launch the PS4. So, um, you know, shout out to Sony. They're doing uh they're doing it. Also yeah. shout out to them scalpers buying them consoles, so <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's probably half the sales right there. Yeah, the say, don't shout them out. Screw them, bro. For real. Yeah. Messing with For them. Real. Why Chris ain't got an Xbox. Talk. Well that and the fact that I'd be broke, but talk. Talk. <laughs> I mean it's insane because like when you think about it, it's like four point five million units, like to think about like how much probably went to the hands of scalpers. So like, yeah, that resale game is vicious, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it is vicious, especially with like since it's twenty twenty, uh, not twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, and like more relying more on online shopping. It's probably so much easier to like mm, for them yeah. to have them bots buy it out. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like they said, they sold four point five million units, but you know, just think about how many actually didn't get to. Uh, go in the hands of actual customers instead of scalpers. So, <clears throat> I mean, they they eventually made their way to customers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah, just at a a premium, but yeah, it's it's you crazy because it's it's difficult. It's definitely difficult to buy, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird, man. I would say, like, you would think that, like, by now, especially considering what these people are trying to do with their first week sales numbers and. And trying to hit these lofty goals on uh, sales expectations and all this stuff. In 2021, you would have thought that by now, and I don't even know what the solution is, but you would have thought that maybe they would have come up with some kind of some kind of way to prevent more of the scalping stuff. Because when you really think about it, like I think I read somewhere that it costs what 400 dollars, I think 450 bucks to build a PS5. Like that's the components that you need, and you're selling it for around the same price so you're breaking even for the most part usually when you're selling them i think and i think it kind of works the same way for microsoft i'm Mm -hmm. guessing so it's like all right you guys are allowing people to do the scalping thing and then you're not necessarily you're making a profit long term like you know what i'm saying you're selling your games and yada yada but it's just weird that they allow people to kind of capitalize on what should be technically their first week sales in a lot of cases but like these people are going out and making dumb profit within that like first couple months of the consoles being out, and it's just like holy shit. Yeah, it's a lot of money, bro. A lot of money. Yeah, you, I mean, mm-hmm. and you have to think, um, Sony and even Microsoft—they're losing money on. <clears throat> so, so let's outline this scenario, right? So, you're a scalper, you buy product. <clears throat> let's say you know you you decide that you're going to sell it at a thousand dollars or whatever. <clears throat> you know, eventually, some. If the, I guess it depends on the person, right? But let's say you you price it at that point and nobody buys it. Eventually, you're gonna keep putting it down, bringing it down, bringing it down, bringing it down. But in that time frame, you as Microsoft or Sony, you may be losing out on the opportunity to sell that like a service or a game because you know that uh, system is in the hands of a scalper as opposed to an actual gamer who's going to be giving you like like you mentioned, Chris. That's where they make their profit is. Selling you Xbox Live, selling you PlayStation Network, selling you Game Pass, selling you um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, so on and so forth. That's where they make their profits. So you would think that they want the system to go directly to the consumer as fast as possible so that they can get that extra 
money as opposed to it sitting there with a scalper who's trying to you know sell it at a premium or whatever um eh, it's it's interesting to think about you guys think that like oh sorry no i was gonna say i definitely agree um you know you would think these retailers like you know walmart gamestop best buy they would find a way but you know it's just these scalpers always one step ahead like as as far as the retailers though i don't know if it does it matter to the retailer? I think it's more of a problem for 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 PlayStation and and, um, and Microsoft, right? They're the ones who would care more. Like Walmart, at the end of the day, they're still getting their dollar. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's about the retailers. It's like since you know they're selling it through these retailers, mm-hmm. and the retailers aren't really doing anything to really prevent it. It's like it kind of sucks for the like I said, the the company themselves as well as the consumer who's you know trying to get their hands on the system. And like Chris said, you know. They're barely making anything. If not, they're losing money off making these systems just right. to sell it. So, um, yeah, it sucks to uh, be one of those people just not, you know, like not be able to get their hands on it. And then, like you said, Sony, Microsoft losing out with, you know, possible potential PS Plus and Xbox Live subscribers. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It is, it's just such a wild thing to think about, man. I'm just, like, thinking about, like, what they can kind of do to alleviate it. But do they, like, give the retailers more stock in hand so that way you could sell them more in person and tell them to limit what they do online? Because I think that's where the issue really lies is people being able to buy them online. Mm-hmm. But then you got this whole COVID thing going on. And even if we get back to some semblance of, like, normalcy, it, it ain't going to be what it was before. So, like, to, to think that it's going to be, oh, we want to sell as many copies as possible in person, that sounds unrealistic as well. So, it's like, what do you do? I don't necessarily think the in-person thing changes too much either. I mean, you know, obviously having it on, having it, uh, bots and all that different things happening online helps people in some way. But, you know, I worked at the Microsoft Store <clears throat> specifically around the time of uh, Black Friday. And... Mm. I, I saw my fair share of, of uh, scalpers or, you know, people coming in to buy multiple versions of the the Xbox on sale to then ship it to, you know, whatever country it is that they've come from. I'm, I'm going to be straightforward with you. Like, it's, it's usually foreigners who were doing it because we could tell, mm. like, they were in groups. You could see them kind of sitting outside of the, the store and they mm. would send one in, then send the next one in, then send the next one in. And they would just, like, buy a bunch of them. And you know what they were doing. They were going to, like, send it back home or wherever and, you know, uh, sell it at a premium. <clears throat> so I, I think online makes it easier, but I still think it's it's still it's still going to continue to be a problem, like, in the stores. So, You think it'll be a thing where, like, one of these companies like Sony or Microsoft says, we're going to try to streamline it through our own selling thing and to stop dealing with retailers? Because you think there's a way for them to kind of control it more if they do it that way? I think I think the smart play, and it probably is what they've already done too, but I think the smart play, maybe something that Microsoft might be more equipped to do than Sony, <clears> but <throat> is to just you know do more direct to consumer, like you were mentioning. Like maybe you set aside significantly more stock for your website. And you have different ways that you can, you know, you're Microsoft, right? You can control whether bots are the ones going in and snatching up multiple versions of the system. So you put that system in place for your website. That allows you to maximize as much money as you can from your end. And then, yeah, then, you know, when you're making deals with Best Buy and Walmart and so on and so forth, maybe you give them a little bit less stock. I mean, for all we know, that's probably what's already happening, right? Mm -hmm. 
maybe yeah. not. You know, so <clears throat> I guess the the large portion of looming around this discussion is we don't fully know what's going on to alleviate the situation. You'd have to imagine that there is something happening now, especially after the way the launch went. Um, but yeah, the fact yeah. that we still haven't really been seeing, you know, we get like a, a trickle. Like I think this week, this this Thursday, we got some new stock online through Best Buy and, and GameStop and so on and so forth for Xboxes, mm-hmm. and it seems like that happens every week. We get like a little trickle of it, you know, here and there. So mm-hmm. who knows? And you know, yeah, yeah, like we mentioned, Microsoft said, you know, it's it's uh, it at least from from the Xbox standpoint, it'll continue to be this way for a little while. So you know, we'll just have to keep our eye out on it and. Uh, Wait to see what happens. Wait for the best. Yeah, we'll hope for the five, best. Five cents a day, people. Five cents a day. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get Chris an Xbox, you know. But <clears throat> speaking of PlayStation, um, we got some news this week about MLB The Show. So this this year's version of MLB The Show is actually going to be releasing on Xbox and PlayStation, of course. Um, and obviously, you know, everybody knows MLB The Show is made by PlayStation Studios. Um, they pretty much kind of have the exclusive rights to it. But it seems that um, this year the MLB mentioned that if you are going to continue to retain the rights to the franchise, you have to make the game cross-platform. So, you know, as we've seen on the other side of the coin, Xbox has mm-hmm. made games that have been published on PlayStation. For example, you know, Minecraft being the biggest one that most people can reference. Um, this is the first time we're seeing the roles reversed. You know, this is our very first PlayStation Studios game being launched on Xbox. Uh, so, you know, what do we what do we think about that? Manny, I'll let you start off. It's about time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, even though I do have both consoles, it's just like I'd rather play MLB on Xbox where I know most of my friends playing that game too because they only have Xboxes and I'm the only one, well, not the only one, but like, I play like PlayStation 2, but I'm mostly on Xbox. So it's like good for like, it's a benefit for me as well as a benefit for all those Xbox users who only could afford X- Xbox system. So, um, and who love baseball, of course. So I- I'm really excited, you know, to see how, uh, how it plays out on the Xbox. Uh, it's cosplay as well, which is Huge. really good news. Huge. You know, like it's, they're just throwing bangers after bangers, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So can I'm we, really excited. Can we just make a note that MLB The Show, made by PlayStation Studios, who PlayStation, notoriously bad with crossplay, right? Like, we know that Call of Duty had to twist their arm to get crossplay going, you know, through Call of Duty. They were the big ones holding back Fortnite for crossplay. And yet, they are making the very first sports game that is crossplay, cross-progression, cross-save, all, all the above. Before Madden, before FIFA, mm-hmm. before 2K, step your game up, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> I, You know what? Now that you mention it, it's true. Like, this shows that if a baseball game that is just coming out for the Xbox, same year, cross-platform, cross-saving, too, like cross-progression saving, which is huge. Yeah. How come that can't be the same thing with um, NBA 2K or Madden? Like, how come... I can't play NBA 2K with my character on the PlayStation and play with my Xbox friends or vice versa and have the same my career player. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. if PlayStation is doing this, I'm going to be the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where, where everybody at? They have no excuses. They don't. They have no zero excuses. <laughs> zero excuses. Mm-hmm. Especially EA. EA has the least excuse out of anybody because they already yeah. dabble in cross play. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Apex has crossplay. That's oh, man. Yeah, they're killing me. They're killing me. <laughs> but Chris, Chris, what do you think about this, man? Um, yeah, no, I think it's a pretty, pretty big, big move. Um, it's gonna be weird to turn on a place uh, Xbox and then see like a PlayStation insignia and shit like flash across the screen. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal, but it's just gonna be weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. I, I don't really play the show too much, but. I've always like kind of been on the outside looking in when it comes to it. Definitely is a dope looking ass game. I know a lot of people like the game, and it's definitely big. Any game that used to be um, pretty much on one thing that gets opened up to other platforms, I think it's huge, especially when it comes to sports games. It's really stupid to have sports games be on one platform. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like mm-hmm. not for the devs, not for the people who make the consoles. It truly makes no sense for anybody. You're capping how much money you can make, and that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't get that. So this is a plus all around, I would say, for a lot of reasons. Um, and I mean, if it looks dope enough, I'll give it a try. I ain't going to say I'm going to give it a try off rip. You know what I'm saying? My guy Goop got the uh, little background. I know he's excited. <laughs> I'm happy for it happening, but I got to, like, you know, wait and see type of thing. Yeah. But I I definitely agree with y'all though. Like this this being the thing that opens the door for crossplay and stuff and like sports games. It's it's weird that it's this game that's doing it. But again, whatever kind of like breaks the wall down piece by piece to kind of yeah. make these games more streamlined for kind of like how we want them to be. You know, going way back to our what we expect from sports games in this generation. You know, discussion. These are the things that need to happen. Yeah. Crossplay, cross save, and then eventually, hopefully. We move to more of the games as a service model for this stuff, and then we're really cooking with some grease here. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I yeah think... What I liked about oh my bad, no, oh, go ahead, man, go ahead. I was gonna say what I liked about too. I'm gonna be the show is like what they would do too is like your previous player from the previous year could transfer to the next game. So it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those things too is like if you have progression from like the last MLB to this one, and then you want to switch to Xbox, for example, like the, the options are endless, you know? Yeah. Yes. Player choice. That, that, that's the thing that we need more of is, you know, mm-hmm. the option to be able to jump between platforms and do all those different things, play with your friends. All that stuff is beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I'm here for yeah. it. <clears throat> and Chris, to your point, you know, you mentioned like, it's, it's a weird game for this to be kind of the, the, the door opening for cross play in sports games. But I would argue that the it was weird for Fortnite to be one of the first games to have crossplay be the thing that breaks open the door for everyone. You know, it's like if it's got to come from some unconventional source, I'm all here for it. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And and yeah, and also you know like we've like we've been talking about too, like the fact that this has been, I I don't think there hasn't been an actual. like licensed baseball game for Xbox for quite some time, right? I, I mm, think. Yeah. Well, I think they well, had the RBI uh, baseball game, which was like more of like an arcade kind of version of. Right. Yeah. It wasn't using MLB. real teams and real players and whatnot, right? Mm, so, yeah. So yeah. I think actually, I think RBI actually did use uh like actual team licensing. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah, I thought the show was the ex- like the exclusive. Well, I guess maybe for simulation style, so that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is, the, this is the the first simulation one that we've had on Xbox for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, ever since you know, two K stopped making them. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, sure yeah. probably because of licensing, but yeah. yeah. And one thing for me, I'm a 
you know, I'm, I'm a big sports gamer. Like, I love playing FIFA. I love playing um, 2K and Madden. Um, I haven't had really not, like, I have a PlayStation, but I, I never really bothered trying to grab the show because the big thing for me as far as playing um, sports games is playing the multiplayer. And, you know, like, like you mentioned, Manny, you're probably one of the only other people I know that have a PlayStation. And I, myself, I typically only really use PlayStation for, you know, the exclusives, the single player games. So I'm not really big on playing multiplayer on PlayStation. But mm-hmm. now that the show is coming over to Xbox, I'm definitely going to be grabbing it. And I know, you know, you're you're going to grab it. I'm, I'm pretty sure Devin's grabbing it, too. So, you know, there's there's some opportunities for us to actually play that. And I maybe might get a little bit more into baseball. I'm. I'm very much, with the exception of basketball, I've always been a big basketball fan, but gaming has been my window into sports for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started getting into FIFA, then it translated into me getting more into, uh, a little bit into MLS, but mainly into Premier League soccer. Um, you know, when I played more Madden, like, when I was much younger, that's what transitioned me into becoming a Titans fan and, and you know, really, like, following football more. So, hopefully this is the same thing that happens with the show for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> moving on to a different topic here. I don't really have a good segue for this, so we're just going to dive right in. Because <laughs> these two topics are nothing alike. But um, this week we got some news on the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. The uh, the remake, I guess, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're calling it a remake, not necessarily a remaster. So, yeah, so we got a new trailer. You know, we already knew it was coming, but we got a new trailer. We got a lot more information on it. Um, Chris, I know this is something that you're pretty excited about. So do you want to you wanna take this one? You want to tell us a little bit more about it? I'm just excited for this game to be coming out, man. Um, I saw a little bit of what they did to the graphics for the game. They seem extremely overhauled. Um, kind of remind me of, like, what they did with the Halo remaster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be a situation where you can like toggle on and off between the two, but mm-hmm. regardless, yeah, like it looks a lot better than it used to. Um, I heard something about them, I guess, improving some of the mechanics, like some of the fight mechanics, especially in like uh, Mass Effect One. Mass Effect One was a really good game, story wise, especially, but some of the controls and whatnot were a little rudimentary, you know. <laughs> Combat was mm-hmm. garbage. Definitely, yeah. definitely dated, not especially now. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while to get used to it. I remember, I think I played that game like what five, six, seven years ago, something like that. And dude, no word bullshit. It must have took me a day or two to just get used to like not dying with how the combat system worked out. Because it took me forever to just get used to it. I don't know why I struggled for a while, and I I considered putting the game down. I ain't even gonna hold y'all, like bro. Y'all not going to keep doing this to me, bro. I'm not just going to keep dying. That's not fun. <laughs> like, that's, this is not fun. But after you get past that, it's still a pretty good game. I'm hoping what they truly do fix, aside from the combat, is... Uh, y'all remember when you had to do the missions where you come down to the planets in the rover thing? Mm-hmm. That kind of, like... I hated that fucking thing. It had the most horrible controls of any vehicle I have ever used in any video game I can think of. Dude, I would... Per- Go like this to push it forward. The shit going this way. I go like this to push it that way. It's going this way. It was the most frustrating thing to use. Yeah, the rover was garbage. Oh my god, bro, it's so bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully they do something like that. And I think they also mentioned something about the multiplayer, possibly. I think getting removed. From yeah, the they stripped it. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, they. Uh, 
they cut the multiplayer. Um, they basically <laughs> one of the uh, the the directors, the longtime developer, I think his name was Mac Walters. Um, he basically said at some point we had to draw a line. Um, you know, we talked about doing a remaster for some time now, and at least at one point in time, everything was on the table. But at some point, they had to cut the multiplayer out just to be able to you know deliver that full experience to everyone. And I I kind of understand it. I mean, I I don't think that. A lot of people thought about Mass Effect for the multiplayer side of things. Like it's always mm-hmm. been. Uh, I don't even think I touched that. Right, exactly. I, I, I must have touched mm-hmm. it once or twice. <clears throat> you know, the focus of the game was on the story and um, all the different characters that you get to interact with, all the romances, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I'm glad to see that they're really honing in and focusing on what's more important with Mass Effect as opposed to trying to you know throw extra features in and and having the the understanding that you know if it if it makes for a better product we need to pull something out that doesn't need to be there you know i'm perfectly fine with it so i'm excited man i I love me some mass effect i I love the first game even with the shitty combat you know so yeah get back in there gotta be a top three story of any video game i've ever played bro easily i keep saying it if they wanted to make a movie out of mass effect they could do it and it would be a banger oh yeah i know it would be bro if it had the right budget Bruh. Banger. <laughs> Banger. Well, you know I definitely can't wait to uh <sighs> definitely can't wait to tackle it. Uh you know, never well, you haven't played it, right? You I never haven't played, played no. Nah. So, perfect. Perfect opportunity. I, I, want, I wanted to try Crazy. it, but then uh, you know I say it's like the game is pretty old, so I was like when I tried to pick it up when it was like free on EA uh access, I was like, Yeah, this is not for me. But I'm glad, you know what I'm saying? They're fixing the bugs too. Like, you know. That they had the original ones. You don't even have to play technically the older ones to kind of understand where the newer ones go. But Mm -hmm. I still suggest for people to do it because it's one of those games that has the the character progression and the character. Yeah. It carries your guy over from game to game, which is like super cool. Mm -hmm. And some of your decisions from the last video game can affect, like, from from Mass Effect 1 can affect Part 2, and then Part 2 can affect Part 3, and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. So. It's really cool in that aspect. So that's the only reason why I would say go struggled with part one and the combat and all that stuff and you know, just deal with it and then get through it and then afterwards it's more sailing. Yeah, well, I remember reading the the article in the verge, my bad I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like now what they're saying where it's like, Yeah, you, I know it's like they're saying some people would just jump to Mass Effect three just to get the perfect ending so that, you know, they play like the first and second one, they don't mess it up by making the wrong decision by accident, you know? So <laughs> But I'm definitely going to jump from the first to the third. Try to bang that out. Wait, yeah. actually, if I'm not mistaken, hold up, y'all. Just a, I do. Hold on. Oh, goodness. This is cool. <laughs> hold on. I got to show you guys. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I just have to, I have to show you. <laughs> this is cool. No. Just so people understand how serious this is. Oh man! Is it in, oh, is it in frame? It's blurry. It's blurry. Go it back. Go frame? back. Pull it back. Pull oh, it back. Oh, 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 Pull oh. it closer to your Wait, face. Put, put, yeah, put it to your face. Put it to your face. Ah, it's blurry. It's so blurry. out. But as you can see, oh, we got I guess it's trilogy a... steelbook. I'm well, guessing. This is a blooper, I suppose. There's dust on this thing, but man, 
<laughs> just wanted to show we y'all can how see, serious we can kind of see. Was. Mass Effect. All right. This, 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 this. I got the box sleeve and all. Look at, look at Shepard. Hold, hold oh, it up right. more close to your face though, because it's cut. You're cutting out. There you go. There you go. Ah, there it is. So, <laughs> so, so was that your Shepard? Were you male Shep or fem Shep? I was male Shep. Mm, okay. I was male I Shep was as male well. Shep. Yeah, bro. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if y'all know anything about Manny, any opportunity he has. To pick genders, what? he will pick what? a female character. I have noticed that about Manny. I have noticed that. So we already know that's what we get with Manny. Yo, like your yeah. character in Cyberpunk is, is the other one, right? Yeah, you're 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 checking yeah, Cyberpunk, listen. right? Don't listen to this guy. Don't no, listen it's the to truth. Are we are we he, lying? Hands uses Mara in Warzone, y'all. He uses Mara <laughs> yep. in Warzone. Just don't have Mara. What do you mean? I use uh somebody else from Black Ops. Some other <laughs> chick, right? Man's uses Mario. <laughs> yeah, look at this man. Hitbox, because they have a small hitbox. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair. Strats, bro. Okay. Are we wrong though? We're not wrong. You always pick a female character. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, ain't nobody saying you know. Nobody's getting at you, but yeah, I just noticed that's the thing. Check out my streams. Twitch. That. Oh man, but yeah, man, I'm I'm very excited for Mass Effect. I, you know, my other question is, you know, what do we think this is gonna mean for um, for the new games? Right, we we know that they're developing a new one. We don't really have much information, but you know, do, do you think this has any anything that we've no, we've learned this week? You know, do we think this has any say or, or I guess merit to hold uh, towards whatever they're doing with the new one? Chris, you're shaking your head, yes. So. What do you think? I've recently come up with a prediction. Okay. In regards to uh, Bioware. Probably going to be completely wrong, but it's just how I feel. Okay? I feel like they're going to try to make a, a, a pretty big, big bang after they let this remaster or remake come out and, you know, marinate for a little bit. The people get their hands on it. Ah, Mass Effect's back. Ah, we love it. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A couple months of that. But I think they're going to be really swinging hard for Dragon Age. And I think they're really going to be swinging hard for this new Mass Effect. Because my thing is, like, why would you... A lot of companies do the remasters or the remakes or whatever, but mm-hmm. they don't, like, give it as much promotional as this is getting. Yeah, Y'all are almost treating this as though this is you guys' reintroduction to a lot of people. Absolutely. And you guys want new people. So my thing is, you wouldn't go that far and that hard for it if you weren't planning for more shit afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. And I think they also know that Andromeda didn't really hit. Yeah, no, it, it really didn't hit for a lot of folks. I, I think they're going to try to come hard with this new one as well. And then, I don't know why, but something tells me that like as soon as these two games kind of get kicking off, that's when they're going to try to give us some kind of anthem news or something like that. For whatever reason. I don't know why, but I just think they have a couple of different things bubbling under the surface that they're not truly being too loud about yet. And this kind of like says, Hey, people are cashing in on nostalgia. We know these games was hitters. So come get these. And then in a couple more months down the line, maybe even starting this fall or something like that. Like, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if at the game awards this year, we see at least a good couple trailers from them for sure. Mm. For, for, for different things. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Last year we got that little teaser trailer for Mass Effect, just letting everybody know, hey, we're making something new. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's exciting to see. Um, they dropping the remastered or the remix um, gives an opportunity for not just the returning fans, but of course some new fans to dive into the franchise who haven't, uh, that wasn't able to touch the game like myself, for example. So, uh, you know, it's really, I think it's a really good time, especially since they also announced the new Mass Effect and the Game Awards. So I think after maybe we might see something EA play this year uh, from the new Mass Effect, uh, more towards the summertime, like around where E3 would be usually. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see if uh, maybe this uh, trilogy would be like that segue into like, all right, here's the new Mass Effect trailer uh, and then go on from there. Yeah. Yo, uh, can I just say something really quick? I ain't even going I've been holding on for this Anthem remake or whatever they're doing for a while. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If they decided to say, listen, we're not doing this anymore, but we are definitely stripping out that flight mechanic and putting that in Mass Effect. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Look, it's okay. You said if if I'm Bioware and I okay, it's okay. <laughs> if if Bioware and I've said this before, but if the industry as a whole is not looking at that flight mechanic system and implementing that into any game that they can, it's a fail. Everybody should get slapped. I'm I'm bro, that flight mechanic system is so damn good. If they yeah. if that's just not automatically a default, like you're not giving Shepard or whoever the new person is going to be for this new um, set of trilogies or saga or whatever you want to call it. If you're not slapping a, a freaking jetpack on that man and let him fly around like y'all doing Anthem, you've done goofed. Because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I really want that, man. I really, really want that to be a thing. Like, fuck the rover. Don't even give me a new rover. I don't want that. Give me <laughs> a jetpack. So I could just fly around on the planet and give me like a breathing mask or something and to call it a day. You know what I'm saying? That would probably give the game more of a, I guess, No Man's Sky feel when you have to just go go get resources and stuff. Um, oh, all right, sorry, we're like booking the game. I'm sorry. I just uh, no, but no, yo, that's honestly a lot of what you're saying is like where my thought process was about the game. Like I'm mm. expecting it to be like a No Man's Sky meets like star wars like space epic like that's what mm-hmm. i mean when i when i think about um mass effect i think about it as a star wars style space epic anyways but you know if they can improve those aspects of the traversal and and exploration and, and mining and so on and so forth and you can get it in the no man's sky type of style but then still add the story and the depth of a star wars which you know we come to expect with mass effect yeah man that's that's exactly what i'm looking for that's exactly what i want Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, another thing I, I was thinking about too is: Do you think they may set this re this remake up in such a way that I mean, I guess without spoiling anything, it seems pretty definitive how the game ends, right? Like how three ends. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think that they, I guess, will set up like the decisions that you made in one, two, and three will then affect this new one that they're making, and that's partially why they decided to make this remaster, or sorry, remake. If they go with that route, that would be so dope. Like, I would honestly love that if they just like. Well, I mean, I don't know how the first trilogy played out, but like, if they like somehow just played out, all right, this is what you did in the first three, and now here's a new one, and what you did is gonna affect the way or like the people you meet and stuff like that here. Like, I, I would mm-hmm. like that. But then again, like I said, I haven't played the first three, so. <laughs> um, How do I put this? I, I think 
I'm one of those kind of guys where like I don't want the same main character forever. I never really like that in video games. Mm. Like I don't want ten games or five games or seven games of the same person in their story. Unless their story is that fucking phenomenal. They're usually isn't really a reason to have a guy be the same character in, in like that many games so i really feel like the whole shepherd thing was amazing he's one of my favorite characters in any video game ever but i want them to kind of leave some of that behind and like start with a brand new character now i do think that there's side characters that you can bring back from that universe and have them you know be interacting with the new person whoever it is like Liara and some of those other characters, you gotta bring them back. They're, they're mm. just really good characters that you kind of have to do. But Shepard himself, I mean, I feel like damn, they done killed Shepard so many different ways. <laughs> they keep coming back like that. Well, just... I I would have mentioned this though. I'm not. I actually don't believe that this new saga will have anything to do with Shepard directly. But I still think the decisions that you make in the first three games can hold merit like <clears throat> this guy this guy shepherd he matters in this world right like regardless of whatever happens to him whether you're good or bad yada 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 like the things that he's done in this world matter so it, again if you look at it from the standpoint of star wars right so we know what happened in <clears throat> episodes uh four five and six and then you know we'll forget the prequels but then we transition over to what happened in seven, eight, and nine? Yeah. Like there was a huge time gap between those things, right? And we're not following the same main character anymore, um, you know, for specific reasons. But that main character was a side character to this new main character story, and all the decisions that he made affects this world in seven, eight, and nine with uh, you know Kylo Ren and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So like that's more what I'm thinking is. Yeah. Like, Shepard doesn't need to be the main character of this new story. I don't want him to be the main character of this new story. But if we're talking, like, 40 years down the line, 50 years down the line, 200 years down the line, the fact is what Shepard did in those first three games matter. So if those Mm -hmm. those decisions that you made in those first three games can also matter and shape the world, even though you're not using the same character, like, that's more what I'm talking about. And I would love to see that personally. But I don't yeah, want to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100 with you. I don't want to see Shepard as a main character. Like, I don't feel like we need that anymore. I feel like we told this story. Whatever, but mm-hmm. I want something different. Completely. Different. Yeah. Now that you put it like that, too, I'm thinking about it. Like, if they even did it in the sense where, like, they just spread his legacy throughout the story. You know, like even like statues and stuff in certain places, and um. You know, having people refer to him if the Reapers ever come back and just things like that, I think would ever be, yeah, nice touch. Definitely a nice touch. Yes, sir. And, and imagine, see, don't, all right, let me just put it this way. Only way I would want him to come back, I'm sorry, I keep thinking of new little threads, is if they made him come back on some, he was dead, but like we reanimated him and now he's like a villain type shit. That's the only way I want to see him come back. Is it? Other than that, no, I, I'm good on Shep. Good on Shep. On to the next. Yeah. That would be wild, actually. That would be wild. Imagine, like, just have Cyborg Shep, and he's, like, all, like, crazy (laughs) now. No, brother. Oh, man. He just hops on the Normandy and just rips off half the wings on the ship and just, this was my ship. That's another thing. Are they, is there going to be a Normandy, right? Is it going to be, like, 
the Normandy three or whatever. Like, hmm. see, oh yeah, I guess not, right? They probably have to go with something new, but it's a new character. I mean, but they don't, they don't have to though, right? Like, because it could be like the Normandy, the Normandy, the Normandy could be the thing that bridges the gap, right? Like, it's, it's like, all right, like, I don't know, the the Normandy just becomes the vessel to tell these stories, I guess you could say. Nah, uh, what if it was like all right, see like you remember how like a destiny destiny always has like <laughs> random ships floating out in space that some random beacon just goes off of one day and then you're just like oh distress signal from this ship uh-huh. and then you literally go back to like the old ass normandy uh-huh. and that shit is all overrun and dark and decrepit and fucked up and then you somehow can restore it all right all right, all right guys we gotta stop <laughs> i'm really excited for this next game. yeah no i feel you i feel you I, I feel yeah we're we're over here storyboarding the whole game for them yo, you know yo. oh man I, yeah, i'm, I'm gonna be real with you i don't have a lot of faith in bioware anymore they've they've done a very really good job of like destroying that from me i don't blame um, you but Either way, I, I'm still looking forward to seeing what where they take this whole saga next. Because um, definitely, if they if they fuck this up, I'm probably might be done with them. Y'all <laughs> cannot fuck up this next. That's what. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I think I think they'll boy. do a good job. I think they'll learn from the mistakes. Oh, I hope. Man. I would be livid. Don't don't fuck up this Mass Effect fail. <laughs> yeah. By where you're don't on notice. You're on notice. Don't do that. Don't, don't fuck do up Dragon that. Age. Don't, you got these good. You got good things going. Don't mess them up, man. And EA, you got to mm. hold them accountable. Although yeah. D- EA did have an investor call, um, you know, last week as well, where they they kind of dabbled in the conversation around Bioware, and it seems like uh, Andrew Wilson, the CEO of EA, he mentioned that he is very confident in the direction that they're going. It seems like they may have taken a second look at the studio and some of the decision makers there and made the necessary changes. He mm-hmm. seems to be confident in the way things are going. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, we'll I, I don't have a lot of confidence, but we'll see what happens. But speaking of uh, speaking of studios, speaking of things fucking up, <laughs> this is, this is going to be quite a segue. What's going on with, with Stadia, guys? What's going on with Google Stadia over there? What's that? <laughs> Who? No, like, you know what happened? Microsoft happened. Phil uh, Spencer was like, X Cloud, and everybody was like, Stadia. Who? Well, Stadia. Uh, I mean, Stadia is still still here, but uh, but ladies and gentlemen, Google did shut down their their game studios this week, or at least announced that they're shutting down their game studios this week. Um, so Jade Raymond, who is uh. One of the the key people in developing Assassin's Creed, she's she was kind of the the lead creative director on that franchise, and that's kind of her claim to fame. She was one of the people heading the studio. She's since left. Um, you know, ho- hopefully she might land on a maybe the uh, the initiative studio or whatnot. You know, like Microsoft bring her in. You know, help create some new new content, new uh, franchises. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, as of right now. It looks like Google has announced that they are cutting all of their games, game development studios, and they're solely focused on on Google Stadia as a platform. Thoughts, my boys. So, thoughts. I mean, I feel like part of it has to do with COVID, of course. You know, COVID yeah? really? does everything. <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at it. Is like, you know. Stadia, 
I personally didn't think it was gonna like be that much of a success to begin with, mm-hmm. only because like you got the Xbox, you got the PlayStation. Why do I need to get a streaming service when I'm gonna be playing these games at home while my console's right there? You know what I mean? That's so. I feel like you know this is just to show that like Stadia maybe just like it just isn't it, and they're just gonna maybe focus on just like oh you can still stream our games, but. We ain't going to make nothing unique for you to make us want to go to our service. So that's how I, that's how I view with this uh, the yeah. closing. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that statement right there, if that is what if that's literally what they're telling us by closing these means that Stadia is even more dead than we already thought it was. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 going to save my thoughts. Chris, you go, go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and hit oh, us off, bro. So, first thing I come with is, uh, I'm going to be 100% real. I can't name one game that Google Studios published or came out with before the they decided they to announce. They haven't released or announced anything yet, though. That's the thing. So, they they got, they shot themselves in the foot before they even released one thing. Mm-hmm. Bro, alright, so with that being said, can we be 100% real here? Bruh, they, they done. This is, they, it's done. Y'all lost this studio, didn't even put out one game. Your platform, sorry, it ain't it. <laughs> like so, I, I, I'm, I would, I would reconcile with the whole COVID thing if it was a different company. But we talking about Google, man. Like, if there's any company out here right now besides like Apple and a couple others that I feel like, yeah, everybody took a hit from uh, COVID, but these companies probably were able to charge right through it without like batting an eye. Google's probably one of them. Amazon's probably, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's certain companies that I don't think really got hit, hit like other ones did. Um, so for me to be like, oh, I think COVID was what really stopped them from doing what they wanted to do. I think if Google really truly wanted to go out and do what Microsoft is doing and buy, you know, some of these game studios and, and, and hire other folks to do different things, I think they could have done that. Like, the only thing I feel like they really, really, truly tried to do well on with Stadia was their marketing program when Stadia first launched. Because there was a lot of commercials and shit everywhere, and I saw a lot of advertisements on YouTube and all that good stuff, and it was fun. But after that, nothing. And mm. it's Google. You know what I'm saying? This is Google. What, mm. Like, y'all don't... What's the excuse? Like, even Amazon had a game or two come out. They didn't hit, but they had a game or two come out. Was done. I wish I had a fork thing that I could just throw up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Oh, Done. I, I, what's the resurrection? Either they're going to get bought out by somebody or just go under. But it's done. The tech isn't all that great. Nothing is there. And it's xCloud is going to take them out anyways. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Yeah. I, so <laughs> as, one of the things you mentioned about it's Google. What's their excuse? I actually think that this... Um, this news is the most Google news that there can possibly be. Google is absolutely notorious for abandoning projects prematurely or just abandoning them, period, right? Um, Google Wave, right? Some of these things most people probably won't even know. But Google Wave, um, Google Videos, I mean, that eventually, I think, transitioned into YouTube, as we know. But Google Listen, um, remember Google Allo, that app that you and I used to text on? Yeah, Gone. I remember that. Um, yeah. Man, yeah. Google Answers, right? That was a, like the response to Axe Jeeves. Gone. 
Mm-hmm. Again, some of the some of those things they got transitioned into existing Google products, but you know they have a, a tremendous track record of different services that exist and then get shut down. Google Picasa, right? Picasa eventually turned into it got shut down and then they reopened Google Photos. I think it ended up being, but yeah, I mean they have a <laughs> a track record for shutting things down. You know, coming up with an idea and it being interesting at the time, and then just nixing it out of nowhere so mm-hmm. yeah. i'm not too surprised you know it's game development's not an easy thing to do you know um we we kept hearing that they were looking at buying studios that this is another thing they could actually be shutting down this development studio because they plan on acquiring um you know other studios that's something to also think about uh but if that's not the case and we don't see them doing that it seems like the writing is on the wall for stadia right like, what is the incentive to use? I mean, there are there are certain incentives, right? But the biggest thing about a gaming console, like we talk about with Nintendo and we talk about with Microsoft and we talk about with Sony, is having exclusive content. So that means that either <clears throat> Google plans on buying exclusive content outright by, let's say, either buying studios or buying individual games from studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like that's the case right now. It, it kind of feels like... Google's just saying we're just going to make this a platform. And ultimately from what I view from that, if if Google's smart, what they really should just do is license out that software or license out this product of Google Stadia to another vendor. And the most likely person to me would be to license it to Sony. Um it doesn't really seem like that's the case because Sony's already kind of agreed come into an agreement with Microsoft to use their uh, their cloud services to try to create their own equivalent to xCloud or whatever, what have you. But even still, if, if I'm Google, I'm, I'm knocking on Nintendo's door. Somebody, somebody to go work with them instead of <laughs> trying to put this thing out there on their own. They, they clearly don't seem to have the expertise for it. And, you know, I, I, I'll give Google all the credit in the world, right? Like, obviously, yes, they're, they're a mega corporation, um, well, technically not Google, but Alphabet is. But either way, the, outside of the technicalities, um, they have the resources to get the people that they need to get in place to, to make it what they want it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like more trouble than it's worth, right? Like, why not just license out the software to a Nintendo or, I don't know, whoever else it is that decides to try to get into this space? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting. If if it turns out to be kind of a waving of the white flag, you know, I guess it's something that we have to worry a little bit less about as far as them trying to acquire other studios because that was a huge concern for me. Like, there was a rumor that Google was trying to buy Bethesda. Mm-hmm. You know how much of a, a, a tragedy it would have been if, like, you're telling me that... that Starfield. I and, have to buy one of those to play it. Yeah. Oh my god! It would have been, it would have been oh absolutely god. terrible for that, that to be the only way to play like franchises like that is to be streaming it into the cloud. Mm. Not, not good. Absolutely mm. not good. Um, but I will say this: <clears throat> if this experiment had went, I mean, uh, we're talking about it as if like Google Stadia is dead already. It's not necessarily dead yet but it seems like it will be. Um, if it if this experiment did pan out and they were actually a little bit more successful, I could have seen Google go the way of making a, an actual gaming console, right? Like, 
it probably wouldn't have had all the bells and whistles that you see from an Xbox or whatnot. But you know, at least something more of a vessel. Like I know they have they have um, the ability for you to play it through a Chromecast right now. So I can imagine them just creating like a beefier Chromecast that had a, a, a GPU, but still leveraged cloud for some things. I could have mm. seen that being a thing that happened down the road, but at this point now, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point would be for Google. Uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's done. Like, unless they come up with something really innovative to really kind of like shift things. Like, I don't know if maybe they decide one day to, you know, maybe focus most of their efforts on VR gaming or something like that and make sure that they come out with the best VR headset of all time and then force people to go buy that. Or, or I don't know. It has to be something, but the way how this is looking, bro, I don't know, man. This, this, this ain't it. This they in the gulag right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely seems like their backs against the wall. But again, you know, like I said, it's it really is just seems like a matter of we'll see what they do next because this is kind of the first step. Okay, closing those those development studios is the first step. But imagine if they if they are securing a Bethesda level deal, and they're they're out here buying. I really hope this isn't the case, but let's say they're buying Take Two or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like then that gaming development studio seems redundant. So it makes sense to close it down. So you close it down now. You know that you're getting this deal going. So you then acquire Take-Two. And maybe they don't make Take-Two games exclusive to um, Stadia. But, you know, now you have a development stream. You don't need that development. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just spinning, spinning ideas here, really. Because I feel like this could mean anything. We've heard, as we've talked about in the past, you know, we've heard these rumors of the the stakes heating up for Microsoft and Google and Amazon they're they're all three we've heard the all three of those names in talks to buy studios so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they're just closing down a studio that their their in-house game development studio it seems weird right like i see what you mean so yeah, yeah. if the, if it is a possibility to do buy a studio like you know like i said take two which i i hope not but you know then like i guess this would be the smart move just to you know, yeah. stop focusing on them, focusing on something new. But right now, I'm just looking at this like almost, almost as if they're waving a the white flag. Like, all right, we're just, a, we're just a, you know, a source. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it's. I tell you one thing though, man. If they make a, a deal with like Nintendo, put up two forks. It's done, done. Really? Don't, don't. Listen, I don't trust Nintendo no more for none of this shit. Don't be doing no deal with them. Y'all gonna be doing a deal, do a deal with somebody else, damn it. I I actually feel like if they do do it, if... All right, put it like this. If Nintendo agrees to a deal with Google, that would signal to me that Nintendo's ready to, like... They're ready to step into the 21st century. Like, they're ready to go. Because essentially essentially what you'd be doing is you'd be handing off your, your online, like, functionality to Google. And Google will mm. crush that shit. So if if Nintendo's bringing the games and Google's bringing the technology, that's scary. Like that would be a big move. Mm. I I actually think if if I'm Google, that would be exactly who I'd want to go after is Nintendo because mm. they're mm. the ones who seems to need Google the most. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. I you know. Yeah. And then maybe they, they figure out some party system too. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's it, right? That's, that's, it would almost automatically have to be that, right? Like Google would be able to whip that up in a, in an instant. 
So yeah, yeah. If, if if they get that partnership going, like that would mean big things. That would mean Pokemon would get a chat system, right? Like you wouldn't need to be doing all the crazy stuff that you're doing. Oh, I can't believe I nicknamed him yes and no. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, my guys have a flashback. Can't believe that, bro. <clears throat> can't believe that. But but let's say let's say that um, you know, what we're all thinking what the the industry as a whole is is thinking is true and that this is kind of the beginning of the end for stadia what do you guys think that means for other newcomers to the game like what do you think that means to amazon or anyone else who wants to try to get into this world now well the thing with amazon is like amazon tried they had the games like the crucible and stuff like that but like we've seen them like pretty much fail and like pull those games out so like I, I don't know, man. Maybe Amazon might use it as an opportunity to take over Stadia in a sense. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, take over Stadia. What is there to take over in the first place? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, like, hey, um, you know, if Amazon still wants to, you know, take their shot at streaming or like with their game studios, maybe even possibly. I wouldn't say buying Stadia or whatever, but partnering well, with Stadia. Not. They're not going to buy Stadia. That's they're not the going to buy Stadia. That's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Unless Jeff Bezos is like, here you go. <laughs> but, nah, you know, even, <laughs> even outside of that, I just think that the nature of those companies, Google's not Amazon, selling yeah. it to a company like Amazon. They're not selling it to a company like, well, although Google and Microsoft actually seem to have a good relationship recently in the tech space. So I guess I could see them partnering, but... I, I wouldn't see them selling that off. And I don't think Microsoft would even want to buy that from them. I think what Microsoft has largely could be better than what Stadia has to offer. But I guess my my question more stems from, like, do you think that this this situation, like seeing how hard it is to break into this space, do you think it could deter an Amazon? Or like, I don't know, let's say, let's say hypothetically, um, I don't know, I can't even think of another company. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say Facebook, but Facebook's already in the game. Um, damn. I don't know. Let's say hypothetically Twitter grows more and becomes a bigger name in tech and they want to decide to jump into the gaming industry. Like, what does it mean for those companies, the ones that aren't already here, but are like thinking about it? You know, like, do you think this situation deters them or? Um, like, I'll, I'll say like this situation probably like makes them. Like if any company wanted to were to uh, try to uh, tackle onto the gaming industry, whatever, I think this might like you know scare them a little bit. Maybe you know they see like oh like a big company like Google like you know they can selling their businesses or like shutting down their businesses, and uh, and like seeing that Stadia isn't really like popping off like they wanted to, and you know it might make them not want to like take the opportunity to try like making the new gaming service, so to say. Mm, mm. Okay. Chris, what about you? you um, I don't think it necessarily deters companies, but the thing I will say is that, so, like, I think a lot of companies try to come up with these ideas for consoles or services or whatever, but then like, it's, like, half-assed or half-baked, mm. and they never truly give it what they need to give it. So when you look at Microsoft, um, when they decided to finally come out with the Xbox... This is a company who makes computers and has their hands in so many other jars deciding to come out with a gaming platform and and try to fight Sony and Nintendo and da 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 and step into the war, right? And 
you could tell from Jump that they never took Xbox as a joke. It was something that was taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. It was something that was been marketed very well since its conception. And it's you have to take it... You have to respect it, is what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you think about a company like Amazon or even a Google, and these are, again, companies that have resources, companies that probably could do certain things in certain ways if they wanted to, I have to just kind of look at it in a sense of you guys are just literally not trying hard enough. You know, I, I hate to say it like that and maybe sound like an asshole about it, but like that's literally how it, ha- it looks to me. When when Microsoft came out with Xbox, they knew that this is what we're doing and they were decisive with it. And they, they doubled down when they had to double down. They fixed things when things broke and they stood by their brand and their product and they pushed it fucking hard. You can't do something like this and come into this competitive-ass landscape and think that you're going to just put out some little rinky-dink thing like Asadia. And it's kind of like it's cool in conception, but you guys really ain't doing with it what you need to be doing with it. If Stadia and all those other things got the same amount of love as, like, say, like a YouTube or something like that, it might be doing a lot better right now. But they don't do that. They don't kind of, like, give all their priorities to this. Or they don't at least come up with a dedicated team that are, like, really trying to do what these other companies are doing. Amazon, too. Like, they've come up with a couple of games. But, like, I had to see an ad for Crucible. I think I was watching a YouTube video one day. And it just popped up as one of the like skip ads before the the video started. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I knew about this game, not through articles, not through uh, people doing gameplay uh, stuff online, not from them sending the betas out to folks. Nothing. I didn't know anything about it besides that. That's a problem. That's like y'all not trying hard enough to me because you're Amazon. You can't tell me you ain't got the resources. So like, what is it? Just if you're gonna step into this game, you have to truly step in both feet. And, 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 and then stand there for a little bit. And I, I just don't feel like a lot of these companies are trying to truly do that. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the aspect of, like, the, 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 the avenues in gaming that really haven't even been touched yet or truly are still scratching the surface. Because, again, I bring it back to the VR thing because I think VR is the best example of it so far. There's still a, a door there for some company somewhere to truly take this VR thing and... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and make it a thing. If if I'm Amazon or I'm Google, why wouldn't I sit there and try to take something like that and make that my thing? And then try to, again, not half-ass it and put resources and marketing and stuff behind it and push it. Push it hard. You guys got to, like, stop doing this whole, oh, well, we came up with this little thing and hopefully people love it. And then when nobody really fucks with it, y'all are like, oh, well, I mean, uh uh-huh. Like, no, dude, like... Yeah. <clears throat> I I think I think the what you're mentioning is a larger issue at Google, really, because mm. this is like I said, this whole situation yeah, is, is very yeah. par for the course with Google. Um, they will very much like release a beta product and kind of just they they work a lot more out in the open than any other company. So I think getting into the gaming industry would be especially harder for them than any other company because they will just release features and not really have everything ready to go. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. to your point, like it, it comes across as a half-assed product, right? Uh, stated being half-assed product. I personally don't think it is a half-assed product. I think they've actually put a lot of thought into the, how they plan to make Stadia a thing. I think the issue that they had is the game development. I think there's nothing exclusive happening on on Stadia to make you go, okay, well, this I need this thing. Like, if you had come out up front and created, like, your own version, your version of Halo, a large part of why Microsoft is where it is and why Xbox hit as hard as it did is because of Halo, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, if they had their own version of Halo, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Stadia would be more in the mind, hearts and minds of people. I think that they thought about everything else around Stadia outside of the ga- the exclusive game development, right? Like the idea that Stadia was going to incorporate into YouTube and so you have people who could stream directly from Stadia to YouTube and then whoever's viewing it could then click a button in YouTube to immediately start gaming through Stadia because you have that synergy between products. Like that tells me that they were thinking about things on a deeper level than just, okay, we're just putting out a game system and just letting it be. But because they didn't have the, the game development thing down, and I, I mean, maybe this is something that they were pushing hard for in the game develop, like we, like we talk about all the time, game development's not easy, right? Look at what happened with Cyberpunk. Look at what happens all the time. Look at what's happening with Halo Infinite. So maybe the timelines just weren't, weren't working out right. And maybe Google pushed a little too hard to try to be the first to do the cloud streaming thing because they announced it before Microsoft. They announced, like, Amazon's kind of the last one to make their announcements. But I think that that's probably what bit them in the ass, right? Like, I think if Stadia got announced maybe this year or maybe next year or whatever and they had the the game to push along with it, I think we'd be in a different story. This would be a very different story. But the flip side of this conversation now is Amazon. I think the way Amazon's built, they're in this for the long haul. Like, you know, we, so for those of you who don't know, Jeff Bezos stepped down as CEO this week and now they have a new CEO. His name's Andy Jassy. Um, Interviews came along and, you know, they kind of talked to Jassy and said, well, hey, now that you're CEO, you know, this whole gaming thing hasn't really been going very well. What's your plan? And he kind of stood on his two feet and said, we're still in this game. You know, like like you guys talked about, Crucible got released um, in beta, I think, or something along those lines, and then it didn't go very well. Um, there's mm-hmm. a new game. I think it was supposed. It was called New World. Was supposed to get released this year. Mm-hmm. That got pushed back. There's a Lord of the Rings game that they have the rights to make, um, in addition to a, a, a TV series that they're making on Amazon Prime. That also got pushed back. But the the culture around Amazon is. If something fails, we just double down. We're just gonna we're gonna put more resources in it. We're gonna make sure it, it succeeds. I can't think of many Amazon products that have come out and just been shuttered. So the fact that they've already gone all in to say we're, we have a game studio, we're making Luna. Like I actually think that Google, I'm sorry, Amazon is this is one of those players that will actually be in this for the long haul. I think mm-hmm. we will eventually see an Amazon game console in addition to the Luna gaming service. So. Yeah, I, th- I think it just boils down to culture, right? <clears throat> Amazon seems to be built in a very similar way to Microsoft. Microsoft will double down on things when it's not necessarily working. They have been known to shutter certain projects if they're really going poorly, but Xbox has never really gotten to that point. They looked at Xbox, like, like Chris mentioned, in a, in a wholehearted fashion. We have a gaming system. We believe we can do something big here. We have games now. We have development studios. Like when we came out with this, we brought all of this to you at once. We also then a couple years later have have a gaming service with Xbox Live. Like they had a plan, right? They had a course that they wanted to push out with. It seems like that's how Amazon has things set up. It looks like initially it wasn't going very well, but I think that they will push to make it go well. So word, word, yeah, word. We'll see. We'll see how things go. We'll see. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> with all that being said, you know, all we can really do is just wait to see what happens. Um, you know, 
one thing I'm curious about from the viewers is, you know, what do you guys think is going to happen here? Do you think that this is the end of the road for Google Stadia? Do you think, you know, this is just a, a stopgap and we may see something new where they're purchasing studios and whatnot? And, you know, like we talked about, where do you guys think Amazon fits in this? Do you agree with me that, you know, it seems like they're the type of a company that'll kind of double down and, and push for something more in the long term? Or do you think they may fall by the wayside too, like Google? Um, you know, as always, you know, let us know in the comments and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys next week, but before we go, as we always do, Manny, let the people know where they can find you. You already know, Goomaster Flex, everywhere, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, just add the TTV on Instagram. And of course, as always, the OF, (laughs) OnlyFans, (laughs) Nollers. But hey. yeah, that's where you guys can catch me. Hey. <laughs> All right. Chris, where can the people find you, man? Uh you guys already know as everything. As always on everything. M A Y two five T H X X. Once again, on everything. Including Gmail, damn it. Pen pal your boy. All right. Word. All right. And with me, as always, you can find me at Black Ice 8 everywhere Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, is with the only exception is Instagram. You can find me at Black Ice underscore, Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. Um, so, yeah. As always, we'll check you out next week. Thank you guys for watching. Peace. <laughs>